Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark. I'm Megan. I am Wendy. And it is a marathon of episodes this week. And today we are discussing hashtag Xmas. I want to just say that you think this is the worst name for a movie. Yes. I thought so in our Countdown to Christmas preview episode. I still think so. Yes. It makes me mad to say it. It does. <laughs> I know where they were going. I appreciate it. But I even think hashtag Christmas is better than hashtag Xmas. Mm-hmm. They should have called it hashtag Christmas. The original name of this movie was called hashtag Christmas. Mm. Like the word yeah, hashtag, yeah. not the pound sign. The pound sign. Am I showing my age? <laughs> yeah. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, you can find us on Instagram and on TikTok. We are at Megan and Wendy. We'd love for you to join our Facebook group called Girls Gone Hallmark. You can search it in Facebook or I will leave a link in our show notes. We have a fun, knowledgeable group over there. Yeah. We, I try I try to pop in on the weekends. I don't throw up a lot of content in Facebook or Instagram about Hallmark movies because I'm like watching them and I don't want to spoil anything uh-huh. for anybody else or for myself. Uh-huh. But this weekend I was popping into the Facebook group and I was like, I just finished Haul Up the Holly. Did you guys watch it? Or I just finished this. Did you guys watch it? So I'm curious about everybody else's feedback about it. Not that it sways my opinion, but it's fun to read. Let's do some Hallmark news and notes. Okay. Quick follow up to last week's episode. Three Wise Men and a Baby is the officially the most watched cable movie of 2022. Of all cable. Mm -hmm. That doesn't include, like, HBO cable, though, right? HBO cable is not a made-for-TV movie. Right, right, right. I don't think that counts. Okay. That's a theatrical release. Okay, fine. Fine, fine. Fine. Well, that's exciting for them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have a Hallmark Google Alert, so I get a lot of Hallmark articles in Mm -hmm. my email. And this one... From CNET.com came across my radar. And there's a lot of articles like this this time of year. But it is best new Hallmark Christmas movies to snuggle up to this season. This is one of those, like, link grab. Yeah. But, you know, I, I've i seen a lot of people on Instagram, on Twitter, like, what Hallmark movie should I watch? So I wanted to quickly let you know what they have said. The okay. best movies of the season. Uh, okay. And just, just thumbs up or thumbs down. Okay. First up, Noelle Next Door. Thumbs up. Yeah. The Royal Nanny. Yeah, I give it, like, sideway thumbs. Christmas at the Golden Dragon. Thumbs up. Ghosts of Christmas Always. Thumbs up. Three Wise Men and a Baby. Thumbs up. Long Lost Christmas. I don't know what that movie is. It's the Taylor Cole Benjamin Ayers movie that I have yet to watch. I haven't watched that either, but I heard it was a cry fest. Oh. Yes. I have some catching up to do. I think they actually did a pretty good job with this list. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. I was like, seen it? What is seen it? No, a lot of Hallmark movies. Yeah. But I was pleasantly surprised. You know, what was funny is, this is such a side topic, but I was at physical therapy this morning and I overheard somebody's conversation and it was like, you know, how was your Thanksgiving? What did you do? Did you watch any Hallmark movies? And I was like, ears perked up. Like, yes. I was like, here's a great opportunity to talk about my podcast. <laughs> It was not. I would never. Uh, anyway, the lady's like, yeah, I watched Love Actually. And I was like, girl, that is not a Hallmark movie. Right? Like, it's funny that people just like lump them. Yeah. All Christmas movies. Yes. And I just was like, never mind. 
Go back to rubbing my feet, please. I have one final note, and that is that Bros, not a Hallmark movie, but stars, Hallmark star Luke McFarlane, will be coming to Peacock on December 2nd, which is this Friday. I'm totally watching it. Me too. <laughs> Definitely want to see it. I did see some advertising suggesting that it was the holiday movie. Like they had... Uh, what? It's not, but they were kind of trying to like marketed that anyway i thought that was interesting but Mm. i will absolutely be watching that once it hits peacock following up to following up to following up this has been an ongoing conversation with candace cameron murray yep according to us weekly today Mm -hmm. candace cameron murray has unfollowed jody sweeten on instagram I love this. Is somebody like looking at their accounts and seeing if they follow each other? So are you going to confirm right now? No, I'm going to see oh. if Jody Sweeten has unfollowed Candace Cameron Bure. Well, it to me it would seem that Jody would unfollow would be the first. Yes. However, Sweeten reposted Holly Robinson's Pete's yes. post about inclusivity. And do we think that this was the catalyst that CCB was like, she's not on my side. Goodbye. Oh, maybe. Jodie Sweet still follows Candace Cameron Bray. How about the other way around? Let's see it. Let's see it. Now that it's made Us Weekly News, maybe she followed her back. She does not follow. Oh, look at that. My question here. This is, this is my thought. I think maybe people think, oh, there's some loyalty between these two because they were child actors together and grew up in the business. And uh, But each have different, like, polarizing political views and... Stuff like that, and right? And Jodie Sweetin's very outspoken. Exactly. So, like, I think people are probably like, oh, my God, the Tanner sisters aren't getting along or whatever. But really, like, these, I mean, people grow up into different, grow apart, right? Yes, but if it was recent, it'd be. I'd be curious to know how recently she unfollowed her. We know that she does not currently follow her as of the recording of this podcast. You know, uh, if you look at Jodie Sweetin's Instagram stories, which I hadn't looked closely at until you know, recently. Oh, wow. Now she got roughed up by the LAPD I over the that. summer. I knew that. But for she, protesting. She posts quite a bit of like socially conscious yes. content. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if in the wake of the backlash that CCB was getting, which by the way, she's like, the media blew it out of proportion. <laughs> you said what you said. Yeah. I wonder if she felt like it was salt in the wound. Maybe. Anyway. Okay. Good riddance. Do you have a synopsis of this before we move on? I do. Hashtag Xmas premiered Friday, November 25th. When Jen gets the chance to enter a brand's design contest, she poses as a family influencer, enlisting the help of her best friend, Max, and her baby nephew. When her video is selected as a finalist, Jen is torn on whether to go on with her perfect family or reveal the truth. Hmm. Stars Claire Bowen and Brant Daughtry. Daugherty. God, every time, guys. I want to say Daughtry, too, but I, I believe it is Daugherty. Okay. Well, this movie was directed by Heather Hawthorne Doyle, a prolific Hallmark director. She has 33 directing credits, including the Godwink movies and a little daytime drama starring one of Wendy's faves, Ryan Peavy. Oh, I thought you were being sarcastic because it also stars Jen Lilly. <laughs> Poor Jen Lilly. This movie was... It has two writing credits. I don't know if it was co-written, if one did some like rewrites. I don't really know. Um, the first is Emily Bear, who has three total credits, including one in 1998 and one mm-hmm. in 2010. 
She's a hobby writer, apparently. <laughs> or she just can't get stuff picked up. I don't know. I don't know. I would love to know the inside story on this. But it's also written by Joie Botkin, which is a name we've come to know very well this year. She is churning them out. She wrote Our Italian Christmas Memory. She wrote Midlove Crisis. She wrote Maple Valley Christmas. She wrote Project Christmas Wish, which is an older movie that my husband and I just watched. Real cute. Recommend it. Cranberry Christmas. I got a comment about Joie Botkin. I still can't say her name right, but... It's kind, my comment. Don't worry. I want to hear it. Um, I think what I like about her... I haven't loved all these movies. I've liked a lot of them. Uh-huh. I, I think she likes and is good at writing complicated family relationships. Oh. That's a through line here. She's trying to, like, bust out of the mold a little bit. Nice viewpoint. You found out something about Brant Darty this morning. Yeah, I... So he was on Pretty Little Liars. And I watched that series. I don't remember him at all. It was a long time ago. I also learned that he was on Dancing with the Stars in 2013. Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, it must have been after Pretty Little Liars, don't you think? It had to have been. He was eliminated in week nine, which is a pretty good run. Mm-hmm. Not as not as long as Trevor Donovan. That guy made it to the... Did he make it to the finals? No, he got eliminated right before the finale. <laughs> 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 and I'm just laughing because I did not enjoy him. Speaking of Jen Lilly, he also oh, no. starred... In Mingle All the Way. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. hated so much. I hated that movie. I just am not a Jen Lily fan, I guess. And I know, like, she's, like, a sweetheart type. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there are many viewers who just think Jen Lily is the shit, but I just can't get behind it. He was also in Fifty Shades Freed. Did you know that? Yes, and he always, always... Uh, I get confused with him and Matt Bomer. Bomer. Yeah. Was he in Fifty Shades? Uh, <laughs> Megan pretends like she hasn't seen those I movies. I've read the books. I'm not, I'm not too good for a Fifty Shades <laughs> moment, but I have not actually seen the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I have kind of a serious note. Oh. Uh, so Claire Bowen, she, she plays Jen in this movie. She was... Scarlett O'Connor in the entire series of Nashville, mm-hmm. a show you've never seen, right? You're right. I've tried to watch it. I just can't get into it. Uh-huh. Like, I've recently tried to watch it, like, uh-huh. this summer, I think, because it's, you know, streaming somewhere. But she was, like, this young, like, almost like Taylor Swift kind of, like, yes, girl. I can, I can anyway. the promos. This is her second Hallmark movie. She was in 2021 Summer Nights movie called Sand Dollar Cove with Chad Michael Murray. Mm-hmm. We didn't watch that. But this is, doing my research for this, Claire was diagnosed with a nephroblastoma at four years old. That's a cancer. Of the kidneys? It didn't specifically say. I'm going to guess, though, it's kidneys. Right? And that that feels kidney to me. Yeah. They found a football-sized tumor (gasps) in her belly. A four-year-old? Yes, and doctors... Gave her only a few weeks to live. Crazy, right? And she underwent some experimental treatment and mm. surgery, which damaged one of her kidneys, part of her diaphragm, and it said, quote, some of her guts. And this is according to a 2017 article in a newspaper called The Tennessean. I'm going to link it in the show notes. So that's insane. That's that's. 
Right? Mm -hmm. And then I had also read that her brother later on was diagnosed with cancer, like as they were older. I know. And, and she cut off all her hair and donated it to a little girl who had lost her hair. As an adult, she did this? Yes. I know. Like, this woman has a good heart. All I have left is that this was filmed in Vancouver. There's nothing to. There's no transition there, huh? No. Mm -mm. All I have left is Karen Kruper, who plays Liz Taylor, not the same Liz Taylor, guys, the girl's mom in this movie. She was also in this weekend's Time for Him to Come Home for Christmas. Hmm. Which I've seen half of and didn't realize it was her. Didn't make the connection. I did not either until I read IMDb. Is, is it Tyler's mom? No, she plays the girl's mom. The girl's mom. Yeah, now that yeah. I'm looking at this photo. Wow, cool. Busy. Yeah. What's your first impression of this movie? Poor Jen is afraid of her own shadow. And I just want to wrap her up and be like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to put yourself in an early grave, babe. Oh, not. <laughs> I am also a cancer survivor, so I'm not making jokes about her, like, having cancer. I'm making jokes about her character being, like, so you don't want me to cut that out? Eileen Erotic. Okay. Oh, gosh. Send your emails to Megan. <laughs> what if they don't know which of us is which? Can you believe what Megan said? Okay. I went with the baseball metaphor in our review of Hall at the Holly, and I'm going to stick with that because I believe Hallmark had a swing and a miss Ooh, with this movie. Swing and a miss. Came so close with the not always perfect right? vision of social media. Right? But such a miss. But I'm going to hold off on telling you exactly where I think this movie went wrong. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. There were some things I liked about this movie. Me too. I have a list. Are you? I'm going to start with the very first thing. Okay, go. And it's chronologically the first thing. And that is the opening credits of this movie were displayed like text messages. They like popped up. It was like, bloop. I don't remember. They just like popped up on the screen and went away. And they popped up on the screen. Where you're like, oh, this is a movie made for me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is a movie for the youths. <laughs> <laughs> Which I am not. Yes, but ooh, that's how we communicate, though. Yes, okay. I, enjoy, I, I thought it was a nice commitment to the theme. Okay, and a little bit of backstory is we wouldn't call ourselves influencers, but we have worked in the space for a very long time. So we know a lot of ins and outs about it. We were on Twitter when Twitter came out. We met on Twitter. (laughs) True story. So, yeah, I hear you. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I liked about this movie is that the through line was... Not everything we see on social media is the truth. As it seems, yes. Or as it seems. And that is a conversation that is always recurring in our house with my teenager. Ah. So I, while she didn't watch this movie, I felt validated a little bit. Uh Like, you know, I am... I am aware that social media is a big fat lie. Uh, Yeah. And you liked that message. I did. I did. I I did. I I liked that messaging as well. And I'm excited to see what you have to say because it did go wrong. It did. I'm not there yet. Look at there. Look at there. I thought Claire Bowen and Anna Van Hooft had a incredible hair. Oh, the curls. God, great hair. Curls like that. Well, I, you know what was funny? I was like, I know they play sisters, and it's, do they just happen to have curls that are both like that, or did they style them like that? I don't know, but I fully think Claire Bowen has curly hair. I don't know if Anna Van Hooft's hair it's not curly in her IMDb photo, which means absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. I just had my eyes on their hair. Uh, it's little, but I noticed it. Pretty hair, ladies. I felt like it was real 90s hair, but I was here for it. God, nobody <laughs> loves that Noxzema girl hair. 
Yes, Noxzema girl. Uh, Rebecca, something or other. I like the line reads, like family, can be tricky. Yeah, that was fine. There were some funny lines in this movie. Funny lines between the sisters. There were funny lines between Jen and her mom. Mm-hmm. And there were funny lines between Jen and Max. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated the writing in this movie. And that's what makes me wonder, like, who actually wrote this movie? Well, I think one thing this movie did well, although I don't think it was fully realized, was they they took a challenging parental relationship. And mm-hmm. what I think is interesting is it's not necessarily challenging in the ways we think of. Like, her mom wasn't bad parent in the sense that she was neglectful. Mm-hmm. In a dangerous way, right? Or abusive or mean. She just wasn't the mom that her girls needed, mm-hmm. and is a little selfish. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting to look at that. Like as adults, our relationships with our parents can be complicated for a lot of reasons, and it doesn't have to be this big, huge, traumatic moment that changes it. It's just a series of events right. where you come to realize, like. You're not the person I can count on right. to be there for me. So I got to say that I did like that element to this story, mm-hmm. and it made me pause and reflect about my own relationship with my own mother, which was very strained. Mm. But then it also made me reflect on my relationship with my daughter and how I could do better. Mm. So I, I like the takeaway from that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, can I tell you something I didn't like? And it's not a wish, but I, I need a place to put it. Okay. I didn't... I didn't, I didn't even like, think we were talking about wishes for right now. No, we're not. Okay. I'm just saying, like, it's not a like. Okay. It doesn't go in wish. Got it. I didn't love my reaction to Claire Bowen's portrayal of this woman with... I don't know what we would say. It, does she have social anxiety? Does she have extremely low self-esteem? Is it anxiety? And I, I am a person who lives with anxiety. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of ways in which to manage it. I found it uncomfortable to watch. I, me too. And I didn't like feeling like that because you said, like, I just wanted to wrap her up. I just wanted to be like, snap out of it. Oh, snap out of it. Stop it. Stop <laughs> doing that. Yeah. And that's unfair because people have said to me, like, just, just don't worry. Mm-hmm. Just don't be anxious. You look at how nice your life is. Yeah. What do you have to worry about? Yeah. That's not how it works. I know yeah. that's not how brains work. Yeah. So I didn't love the way I felt, but that's how this movie made me feel. I wonder, because I felt the same way, and I wonder, because you and I both kind of ride that line. Right. And so I wonder if that was only, like, applies to us or people like us who feel anxious or have whatever, right? Like, I wonder if the casual viewer who doesn't struggle with that, like, even, it was even a bother to them. Yeah. I'm curious. Mm. I feel the same way. Like, uh, her nervous energy made me, I couldn't relax watching this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, and part of me was like, okay, bravo, good. Oh, okay, bravo. <laughs> bravo Hallmark for, for giving us a character who was struggling with these kind of things. Sure. Struggling with perfection, struggling with self-doubt. I felt it was very relatable. Mm-hmm for me mm-hmm. and I was just glad that they have a character like this because I'm sure there's lots of people out in the world who feel that way mm-hmm. but it did make me uncomfortable is there anything else you liked yes okay I liked Jen's wardrobe oh yeah especially the green dress that she wore to the dance oh, in the barn mm-hmm. it was very like Jessica McClintock mm-hmm. velvety mm-hmm. I liked it mm-hmm. it was pretty yeah mm-hmm. cool 
Okay. I wish that this movie didn't have a love story. Oh. Justice for Max. Because why? I don't think this... Okay. When it comes to the writers of this movie, when they are submitting a script for Hallmark, does Hallmark say, you're writing a Christmas movie, it must have a love story? Because we know Hallmark knows how to tell a story that doesn't have a romance. They do it in their movies and mysteries movies. But all of their Christmas movies have a romance. Mm -hmm. And I want Hallmark to trust us enough to eliminate that because I think that the love story is the weakest part of this movie. Yeah, okay. I don't think we needed it. We had enough to work with with the idea that social media is a lie and the idea that we have these complicated parent-child relationships. We didn't also need, I'm secretly in love with my best friend. Mm -hmm. And are you? Because I think Max liked Emily way more than Emily liked Max. And I would like justice for Max because I... You know, he's like, I'm going to take this job in Portland. And she's like, you can't. And he goes, why? And I understand not being able to express those feelings, Mm -hmm. but you don't even act like you like him. Yeah. Never mind not being able to tell him, I'm actually in love with you. Right. But also, they lived in Astoria. That's not that far away from Portland. It really is. It's not. (laughs) Right? We've been to both places. It's not. I did think that same thing. I think I drove from Portland to Astoria. Easily. So I'm like, why can't they do a long distance thing? Stupid. Mm -hmm. But I agree that she she did not show any like interest in him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I this is a very valid and fair point. Okay, what'd you wish for? I wished for a little reality. Hear me out. As someone, you and I, who follow a lot of people on social media, we would know so fast. There's so many internet sleuths out there that would would blow this chick's story up in a second that she was married and had a baby, Mm -hmm. that she was faking that. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. In a hot second, people would know that. Yeah, they live in this small town. They've got their small town customers. Exactly. Those people know that's not your baby. Exactly. Someone's going to get on Instagram and be like, that's your sister's baby. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, that's I have that in my noise. In my noise. In my noise. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, their small town would know that they're not married, that that's not her baby. That it just was so dumb. Well, and I don't think we needed the fake marriage and the baby. No, for this storyline. No, she still could have been this fake influencer who's pretending like she's got it all together. Mm-hmm. without being married and a baby, if you really want to push back on norms, have it all together as like a fabulous single lady uh-huh. who's got these great, look at my I, my sister and her family and I are so close and this is my best friend and he's part of the business too. Yeah. And like, look at how wonderful we all work together. Right. You didn't need to pretend. I agree. That's going to fall apart in a second. Uh, that was really frustrating for me, actually. The whole hijinks of like passing the baby through the window and then like the, like the hooga at home people are not going to realize, <laughs> did I say it wrong? No, I think you said it right. That they're not going to realize that the baby is now out of the house. They just think this baby's quiet in the room all day long come or all night long, whatever. And would they have actually stayed in these people's homes? No. No, which brings me to my idea. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Would Airbnb is going to let you, first of all, take all of their furniture out? Oh my gosh, right? Second of all, like, if you bring a dog to an Airbnb, your neighbor's going to be like, yo, someone's got a dog in your Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Your neighbors are definitely going to call and be like, they're moving all your furniture right. out. 
Second of all, no, the Huga at home people are not going to stay in some stranger's home, no matter how nice their Airbnb that her mom rented for two people is. I don't understand that. Uh huh. And how stupid can you be to not set up a fake nursery? I know. I know. Uh, We don't have a baby's room. What? Yeah. You went to all these great lengths? Uh huh. You couldn't put a pack and play in your bedroom? I thought of a good idea. <laughs> I was like, she should have been like, oh, we, we co-sleep, so <laughs> this baby doesn't have a room. I don't know. Something ridiculous like that. Not that I'm saying co-sleeping is ridiculous. I'm saying that she could have come up with a Yes, there's a better excuse, lie. A better lie. Mm-hmm. Are we moving on to did you see that? We kind of did. We did. Okay. Isn't the saying walk at one, talk at two? This baby is not old enough to say mama. Oh, I think. No, babies are saying mama at six months old. He's only six months. Old. I don't know. But babies walk before they talk. Typically, how old was your children when they first said their first word? Can a baby say mama at six months? Babies evolve over time. Some babies can say mama and dada from six months, although seven to eight is more common. Okay. Also, also, most babies say dada first because it is uh, developmentally easier than saying mama. Yeah. So whatever that's fine but i think i don't think my kid talked till she was like two so she was saying mama i don't remember it was a long time ago dude my kid didn't watch this until she was one and a half so i don't even remember did you see the hooga at home team who was recording like the stuff the shots on a freaking ipad the ipad was on a tripod i'm like what is happening yeah like if it's alive i understand but they're not recording it on an ipad y'all it's somebody's doing it on a phone no camera quality ipad sucks right and most of all that stuff is not lives anyway they're usually like pre-shot and pre-edited and then uploaded so just insider information there only tangentially related when we saw the rockets for the first time they allow recording or at least they did at the time uh-huh. and we got last minute tickets so we're in like the last row it starts and like a hundred ipads go no there to start recording so no I'm watching the entire show through someone's ipad i'm like first of all you're never gonna rewatch this yeah second of all put, put, you look ridiculous you're carrying an ipad around an on iPad. vacation to record it's a dumb show i mean it's usually like the grandparents who have the ipad whipped out like at the uh you know fourth grade musical or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Like, don't allow. Yeah, they did allow photography and video. Just went an iPad. All these iPads went in the air. That's so stupid. (laughs) I have two more. Did you see that? Cool. One of them is a voiceover. I'm certain it's a voiceover because we don't see the actual people talk. We just see their back of their heads, and they say hashtag Xmas. And I was like, oh, are they throwing? That's. Oh. It's at the very beginning. It's when she's talking, the sister's talking about the competition and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. post their first video and they're like, hashtag Xmas. Anyway. So they throw that in there. I, I, it sounded like it to me. Uh-huh. Finally. I would like you to pull up Hallmark's website. And I want you to find the movie poster for this movie. Dying to know where we're going with this. Let's see. With them taking a selfie? Yes. It's hard to see on your picture on the app. In the background is a Christmas tree. <laughs> and it is decorated with emoji ornaments and Facebook thumb up ornaments. And genuine would never. And like Instagram like heart. Yes, she would never decorate a tree that way. No. Ouch, it hurts me. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's funny though. I thought I saw it today. Would, I was like, what? Would she wear this hideous shirt that has like 
Christmas trees on it? No, she was she was far more chic than that. Yes. Goofy. Yeah. What'd you rate this movie? I gave it two stars. Exactly what I gave it too. Mm, I uh it had so much potential. I think so too. You know, I want um, people listening to know that there's no joy for me to give a two star movie. No, I me neither. Watch all five star movies, mm-hmm. and as I start watching this movie, I feel like mm, I don't want to review it because I know how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. But that's the truth. Okay. Once again, this is a marathon of episodes this week, so come back tomorrow for another new episode from Girls Gone Hallmark. If you haven't left a review, we'd love for you to do so in the Apple Podcast app. We love five stars. We love a written review. We love for people to be able to find our podcast. Until tomorrow, happy watching, y'all. Bye. Bye.